Before we get started, a word from 3BR, proud sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. The guys and gals over at 3BR Distillery are talented creators and purveyors of unusual craft spirits made in their kitschy Slavic punk-style tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit made from peas is an homage to their family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house over at 3BR Distillery, located at 7 Main Street, Keyport, New Jersey. And with me as always is... It's well. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we are here today to talk about the works, the directorial works, I guess I should say. Um, directorial? Directorial? Direct, direct, directorial. Yeah. Um, I was an English major. Um, of Jordan <laughs> Peele. Yes. Um, we, uh, we had talked, you know, a while back about wanting to see Nope this summer. I did not get a chance to see it this summer. Um, I rented it the other day. Uh, but I think it's uh, it's a good conversation to have all three of his movies because, let me tell you... They're definitely conversational type of movies. I have some thoughts. Oh, yeah. I have some but thoughts. But he also, I think, I mean, kind of just doing overarching, I think that's what's kind of cool about Jordan Peele as a director, especially like if you knew nothing about him and then you only knew him from Key and Peele. Like, with Get Out, they're like, what is he, a horror movie? What's this? But then you start, in all three movies, regardless of how you feel about them, they're all movies you walk away with thinking about that, and they require conversation afterward. And I think that's his, like, strength as a director, where it's not just this, like, throwaway movie again you might feel differently about the movie as a whole but they were talking about the themes he's presenting are themes that we don't usually see in yeah horror type movies so i would definitely say that for the first two for get out and us but not for nope so we'll, we'll get into that right. conversation as well so um i mean do you want, you want to go in chronological order? yeah might that, as right? well right um so get out was what 2017 i think yes. right that was the, the first of his um directorial debuts um, like you said, you know, I think I think I and a lot of other people were when that movie came out, they were like, "Oh, the dude from Key and Peele is directing a horror movie, right?" You know, exactly. like, and you didn't really know what to expect, right? And I and I, I had, you know, I, I didn't have low expectations, but I was kind of like, "Let's see," you know, like, right? You know, I didn't know what to expect going into the theater. Um, and I gotta tell you, Get Out is one of those movies that I, I, I classify Get Out as a, I don't know if this is an official term, but I call it high concept horror. Yes, um, because, I, I can I see that. Right, like because it's not it's not just like a slasher and Jason, exactly, and it's not straight horror where it's just like gore, like a saw or whatever. But there's like I said, lots of themes. But they, I mean, there's blood in it. There's yeah. killing, you know. And there, and it, and it's good. The the thing that struck me the the most about the movie, and this is the, the first thing I want to talk about, um, were the you know the villains, the bad guys. You're you know typically like you said, slasher movies, right? Um, your Michael Myers and your Jasons, right? Mm-hmm. And even to an extent like your your Freddies. Not a, I mean, Freddy's got a lot of personality, but not a lot of backstory right not a lot of right. reasons behind you right. know the thing and and these characters these villains the family they have a lot of that too there's not a whole lot of reason behind what they're doing they're kind of thrown in there but because he gives them form and shape and structure it makes them really powerful and like awesome exactly. villains right i mean and you know, it's funny. So, like, in preparation for this, I went out because now, obviously, a lot of what the movie is like 
the best thing is to go in and get out really cold. Like, oh, I heard it was good. Just just go see it. Look up nothing. Yep. Because it makes the movie way more impactful. And it's funny. So now when we were preparing for this, I was like, let me go back and watch the trailer. Like that one that came out in like December 2016. Because this came out in like in January 2017. I was like, let me go back and watch the trailer. because And he cut the trailer so well. And the fact of like doesn't hide the twists and you he really made it look like oh it's just like this guy gets taken by a family and like gets kidnapped by a family for whatever reason and and it made me want to go see it and then i was like oh i get it because all the twists and like the underlying themes were all hidden which made it the viewing experience so much better because i think he's also a fan first yeah because he's like i'll make a trailer to make it look like a straight thriller that makes people gets asses in the seats but once you're there I'm going to completely subvert all the expectations you ever had, which yeah. I fucking love. No, totally. And that's the thing he does so well in that movie is he blends the the themes, the the elements of the um the story he's trying to tell. He blends that very well with the themes of what he wants to like sort of comment on, right? The social part right. um, of his of his movie, and I think that he does such a masterful job in this movie of mixing those two but still somehow like building suspense as you go through the movie because again like you know like when you when you when you're watching the movie right the the way he the way the uh you know like guys like bradley whitford like act right and the way the movie is directed you're like okay these guys are obviously the fucking villains right right but, but like, even like the little parts of like it just i don't even know what to how to, i guess you could call it the microaggressions like when the first time he meets a family and bradley whitford's like my man yeah. like the way he greets them and it's like if this was a white guy you would have never said that and like just like throwing those little microaggressions yep. that every person whether you're black or white has either seen or witnessed being like oh we're like really going there with it and then you know eventually where it leads to yeah you know because it's like because like i said you you know that these guys are the villains but, like, you don't know How? what makes them the villains yet, right? Are they, like I said, are they just your typical slashers? Is it more of, like, that modern gory horror where they just, like, they're cannibals or some right. weird shit? And then the twist you get where it's, like, body transposing, and like, the sci-fi element, you're just like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> well, well, because then it goes, like, you know, he does the flash, and the one guy's like, get out, get out, and you're like, mm, okay. And then all of a sudden it goes to, like, then they're bidding on him, and you're like, you know, like a fucking slave auction. And yeah. you're like... What the fuck are they bidding on? Are they bidding on to like like own him? And you're like, now you're feeling uncomfortable. Which yep. if I'm feeling uncomfortable, the director did their job because nothing makes me uncomfortable usually. Yeah. And then it's there were, like there was no dialogue in that bidding scene. Right. They were just holding up cards. And then it was like, as it gets, you know, she hypnotizes him and it's like, oh no, like and you know like oh no we because our bodies are weak but we view like black people as like kind of a stronger race but less than still in a way yeah you know because and, and all those themes of like listen you know people will put all these athletes you know who are mo you know football basketball whatever you want to call it, you know african-american and like athletes will put them on a pedestal but god forbid we get like laws against police brutality like well that's right. too much you yeah. know what i mean but like well well you know we'll put you know shack as like the yeah. next god of human beings you know dude when she at the end when she was googling top nba draft prospects or whatever the oh yeah <laughs> that, that had me rolling i was like this bitch yeah. but um yeah, it was good. And I remember, and, and it's, like I said, he knows what, 
like, yeah, I think I was reading something that's like talking about finger on the pulse, right? Yeah. Especially at the end, he's over her, strangling the shit out of her because he's like, I'm done. And then you, all you see is the red and blues, and everyone and he puts that, his hands up. No, no, but everyone in that theater went, "Fuck yeah, he's he's done, he's, he's done, done. Yep. because th- that's where." The world is and was still, but I'm saying everyone was like, "Oh no," because yeah. they were like, "Oh, he's done." Yeah, and then and then fucking turns and it's his friend and every. I remember the theater I saw it in, and everyone was like, "Yes!" Like it was silent the whole movie. Yeah, until his friend showed up and everyone started clapping. Dude, it was the most absurd. That ca- that friend character was the most absurd comic relief of like the whole. <laughs> See, and, th- and this is another thing that Jordan Peele does really well. Just like the smallest amounts of comic relief but the most absurd amount because not only is it not only was his friend comical to begin with right he's a fucking TSA agent yes like <laughs> the, the TSA agents don't carry guns they have no real authority as far as I know they also don't actually have cop cars like that yeah exactly it's just like and he's like we're the TS motherfucking A like and we handle shit it was just the most absurd <laughs> I loved it um but yeah, I mean, so, so, so going back on like the villains a little bit more, you know, I think that this for me is one of the things that makes this movie so great is that every character has depth, right? Because like one of the things you, you miss in traditional, let's call them horror yes. movies, is really any sort of character depth, right? Um, right. Jason, Jason just follows people yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And, and, and even like the main characters, right? With the exception of like maybe the Halloween movies where you have that Laurie Schrode character who's who's consistent throughout, right? right? You know, like well, when you have the reboots, like, you know, whatever. Like in, in every Friday the 13th movie, it's a new crop of young horny teenagers that are going to get murdered. Right. You know, there's exactly. like the Tommy Jarvis character, maybe, but most of these characters have zero depth. They're just nameless, faceless fucking people that are going to get chopped up by the name faceless villain yes and everybody in get out has at least some level of depth right down to this like bizarro i'm gonna call it secret society of people that are bidding on the bodies yes you know? like exactly. it reminded me of hostile <laughs> in that sense remember hostile with oh, eli roth where there was that weird like elitist group right of elite people. people like find backpackers to torture just because they're rich and can torture people exactly it's exactly yeah. what it reminded me of and i absolutely loved it and and it talk about depth because up like um was it allison williams who played the girlfriend you like she played it so well the fact of like you're like oh she don't know what's going on and it's like he's like honey we got to get the keys we got to go and she's like i don't know i don't know you really think i got the keys but she and pulls then, the keys out and then you're like Oh, she had been on it the whole time too. And uh-huh. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, when he when he finds those uh pictures, that was like yes. the cool moment. Because again, like I said, you, you knew right off the bat that the parents and especially that jerk off brother, like you knew these guys <laughs> were bad, right? I, I love how he even gave him another cross stick just to really bring the douchebag yes, home. Because right? that's what the rich kid was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um but then like, yeah, you, you really think that Allison Williams' character is is one of the good guys until he starts to find those pictures and it's all the photos with her with all of her other couples and you recognize the two people running around the house and you start like oh shit like now it's gonna get real um yes no i was i don't know if you've ever seen this movie but as i was kind of like doing my research prior to this podcast it reminded me of one of my favorite movies that no one's ever heard of it's called the skeleton key and it has kate hudson in it I've uh, seen this movie. And it had shades of that where I, 
fucking love this movie. It came out in 2005. And it was like, you know, caretaker comes and takes care of this guy who supposedly had a stroke. And yeah. then, like, and then like his wife is like odd. And then it basically, spoiler, jumps to the end and basically from back in slave days, they did like this voodoo ritual and like transferred their bodies into like the children and then they grow up in the bodies and then it comes and then like the ending of that movie is Kate Hudson's character now has you know the evil person inside and then the old woman getting carted away is Kate Hudson's and, and like the, the body swapping thing and I was like as I was watching I was like oh shit this reminds me of Skeletuki which I fucking love and that <laughs> twist was so great like yeah that's what just reminded me of and I, I just had to shout out Skeletuki no absolutely um, the other thing I want to talk about this movie that I thought was so well done that is one of the things that aggravates the shit out of me when it comes to most horror movies, mm-hmm. um, especially some of the more modern ones, is the way they direct and show when the main character inevitably fights back, right? So in most movies, when the main character starts to fight back, it's always just like... It, it's not believable, right? Like, you, you have these mm-hmm. moments where, like, you know, the, the the classic, like, is he almost dead yet? Like, you know, I'm not going to put an extra bullet in his head just in case, right? You know, like, but the way that, that Chris fought back in Get Out was not only awesome, but it was realistic because he wasted no time. He's exactly. like, I am just going to fucking go for the kill shot every time, right? There is, like, no, <laughs> like, he stabs the guy with the antlers, like, through the neck, right? It's not like he stabs him in the stomach and leaves him to bleed out. Gets him through <laughs> the neck, right? Even at the end, when he's going on Allison Williams, like, he's going to kill her. Like, there is no question about it. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, as much as I love horror movies, I, I'm always one of those people that finds myself, like, Yo, bro, like just hit him one more time. Just exactly. hit him one more fucking time. Like, and I think, that, well, I think that speaks to the fan that Jordan Peele is. He's yes. like, I know what I want to see. Yes. I'm tired of these people like hitting him in the shoulder and then running and then like so surprised when they come back. Right. Out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And can we just talk about how, like, what a perfect casting job it was to make Allison Williams play? The, like, she is. Right. Because that... I think, I, I mean, I'm not too well versed in her career, but I don't think she plays villains usually. No, but she does. I'm talking about like the the just the stereotypical fucking rich white bitch. Because <laughs> that was that was her role in Girls, right? Like oh, she was okay. that you know stereotypical like annoying. I kind of want to smack you in the mouth like white bitch, right? And like mm-hmm. she played that role to perfection in this movie. Like oh, you yeah. just wanted to. Like, you, like, like, oh, God, you're so fucking annoying. Like, I know that your dad's a lawyer, like, whatever, but just please <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I think all the performances were great. And, like, even um, the the people that played, like, the, uh, was it Walter and Georgina, like, their housekeepers, like, they played that, like, something's off, but you don't know what it is very well. And that's a hard part to play. People yeah. think that it's, like, because there's not a lot of, um, lines that those characters have that it's an easier role to play but like the the way they have to emote to play these essentially hypnotized brainwashed people like there's a lot that goes into that and yeah I agree I give those actors a lot of credit for playing those parts as well as they did because they were downright creepy yes like they did a really good job speaking of actors this also just kind of because I've been watching it I don't know if you watched any of the Chucky TV show I watched the first season. It was incredible. Okay, but similar. Okay, so then you guys know I'm talking about how the um, Fiona Dorif, yeah, and how she's like 
possessed by Chucky, but then she like gets unpossessed. So then she's like Nika pretending to be possessed by Chucky and then he gets repossessed. So then it's so like good. just possessed Chucky and like the levels and the things when she's faking being possessed because she's trying to get like through to Tiffany. Like that kind of reminded me of that is like you're playing six different levels at the yeah, same time. It's absolutely, absolutely nuts. Um, so yeah, so, so Get Out is of his three movies right that he's directed by far yeah. it's the best easily hands down it's it's quite it's quite nearly a flawless movie like there's yes. not a whole lot i find right. wrong with this there's movie there's good kills there's good comedy yeah. the twist is interesting mm-hmm. it upends expectations and like i said up to that point it, like that's why like if you look at best films of the 21st century it's up there because no one had really seen a film that tackled race issues very head on unapologetically like we're not gonna try to mask it like this is what it is you know like when the cop like like they hit the deer and then she's like oh i was driving officer and he's like oh what about your id and she goes oh no no he wasn't driving he goes i didn't ask if he was driving i'm asking if he has id again something that happens and you're like oh like we're not it's very unflinching like this is what happens and we're not gonna but that was also a cool story element too because if you think about it right she could have also been doing like she didn't want to place him at the scene by having his ID taken by the cops. Exactly. Right? Like, that was a very cool story element. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, I really like that. Um, all right, so let's talk about Us. Because now, now uh, is yes. when it starts to get yeah. a little bit less us praise. Was, us was... Very, uh, first of all, Us is very divisive. because of what, And even for me, meaning that like as a movie as a whole, you know, doesn't always hit the mark. But then when I break it down into certain themes, I love how they handled certain themes of it right but as a whole movie it when you think about it a little too hard you're like it don't make no goddamn sense yeah (laughs) and and this is and and this is my problem with us is because this is where jordan peele starts to um the story starts to suffer for his thematic you know yes yes, exactly because like us us my biggest issue with us is that i have a lot of issues but at, at its core is that it can't decide what kind of a movie it wants to be doesn't want to be a slasher horror, right? Or doesn't want to be this sci-fi, almost zombie apocalypse style type right. movie, right? Because the twist, like, honestly, I was I was with this movie up until the last like twenty minutes when you start to find out about the larger, you know, the, all the all the the hands across America bullshit. Like, yes, that's when I really get lost because, like, well, once I, you find out what the point is, you're like, oh. That, that was the point. Right? Okay. Like, I'm screaming at the screen, like, in my head, right? When I'm watching this movie, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that... Because they make a point of talking at the beginning of the movie, right? They have, like, the, the words on the screen, like, all the tunnels. All these the tunnels, right? yeah. yes. So it's like, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that there was a essentially, there was an essentially abandoned government Program. experiment, yes. right? That spanned, seemingly, the entire fucking country yes. with... Human beings. And then they said it failed. Right. But it, how did it fail if there's however many doppelgangers? So there's what? millions of yes. them. Millions. And the lights were on. Like, it wasn't like yes. the Who, power, Who's right? footing this bill? Yeah, who's footing this bill? Who's supplying them but with all, all the how, fucking rabbits? Right. <laughs> like, well, the, I think they meant like how they, they kind of... Mention the rabbits a few times because the rabbits just like you know multiply and multiply and multiply. Well, I guess yeah, the rabbits. So are, that was kind of the theme. Yeah. But then, like again, I know we're kind of jumping around the movie, but no, then yeah, it, totally. But, but then it was like okay, so then you get to the end of the movie and they basically kill everyone and then they hold hands and I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, so wait a minute here. So then you again, when you start yeah. to think about the movie longer, it starts to unravel because you're like, 
None of them can speak except for Red. So now what's the plan? Because like you're going to try to make a society when one person can speak and she's in California. And then you're all just going to stand there and hold hands. Okay, for how long? For how long, right? And, like, And where did they get... Where did they get... Because again, I'm using the number 6 million because that's the number they talk about at the beginning when they said, hands across America, 6 million Americans. Right, right, right. right. Where did they get 6 million identical red jump jumpsuits, 3 million single fingerless gloves with the one hand, and 6 million pairs of what appear to be gold-plated scissors? Where did all of that come from? Right. <laughs> like, but, wait, motherfuck! But, but also, see, now this... Now you just brought something up that I didn't think. Obviously, you grow up with them. So you start as a child and grow up. So who is yeah. providing these extra sets of clothes as you grow up? Exactly, right? And like, and like how do you and like how do they know like, you know, they 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 do they he does a semi good job of showing the connection, right? Like like when when Winston Duke slams his head in the boat, you know, and the other guy in his tethered feels it and when the kids going back into the fire, like they, he but shows they, that the, those rules are very loose. No, they're very loose. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at, right? Like how did how did Adelaide or how did Red know that like now is the time. How did Red know that Adelaide was back in, you know, like... Right. I mean, yeah, you the could say she don't could, make sense. Right, but it's like, oh, maybe she could feel her or whatever. But, like, how, but how They did, never explained that. But then how did you know that that was the time? Like, what if Adelaide never went back? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like she set something up so she could come back. It was just like, oh, we're just going to go hang out. You know right. what I mean? exactly. And then, so, like, also... Let me go with my notes here. Um, yeah, what was the goal? Um, and then the... The thing that was really interesting was when you start, when I talk about like when you think about it too much and I'm like, all right. So and again, I don't know if it was just the way it was shot, but it made it a point of like when they showed the boardwalk and people doing things and then the camera pans down and it almost seems like, like so if the tunnel's directly under them and they're pretending to do that, what happens if I'm, if someone in California then gets on a plane and goes to Jersey. Exactly. Is that person then like fucking bolting right. through the tunnels <laughs> to get to the Jersey tunnel? And they're just like, hold on, I'm going. Like, you know what I mean? Do they magically like boop? And then they're in like, that's a, like, again, yeah. when you start thinking about it in a bigger sense, you're like, mm. right. Cause, cause they, they even show that to you in those flashbacks, right? Too. Like in, in that same scene you were talking about when the people are on the roller coaster, there's just those people, they're just standing in the doorway going, whoa. Oh, yeah. Like, so is it like a, like, but then they make it clear that there's also a physical connection. So, like, when does the physical connection stop and the emotional connection begin, or vice versa? Because it seems like it's a mix of both. But yeah, like you said, it makes no fucking sense. Right. And then like, you think of, like, it gets really dark where it's like, you know, she, you know, Red was saying, like, oh, I've had kids and I didn't have an aesthetic, but, but just whatever. But I'm sitting there, like, so then the Winston Dukes thing is like, so then does that mean that they're. Having sex is that's well. what, so that's the other and then it gets really dark because then it's yeah. like is he compelled to do it then right and then it's like consenting and it's like it gets yeah. very dark so you have so you have all those cool free will themes you know there but then yeah like that was the other question I had I was like how do they like you you can you can obviously argue that when the government is still funding and paying attention to this program like back in the eighties that they're just creating these tethered folks right but once that once that's over, right? Whenever whenever that time is, sometime mm -hmm. between the eighties and the, the when this movie takes place, are like how did like so so Winston Duke's tethered, right? Like so let's just say hypothetically, right? Adelaide is born in California, most likely, right? 
we have no idea where Winston Duke's character is from. For all we know, like you said, he could be from Jersey. Right. So is that tethered person fucking another tethered, born in Jersey, walking through the tunnels when Winston Duke travels, then, like, just none of it holds right. up well, to any that, form of scrutiny. Right. right, and that's the whole thing of, like, when I was saying, like, how, like, okay, so let, you know, Adelaide and her husband are having sex to have make one of their kids. Okay, so does that mean then they have to? But then again, they're not all tethered all the time. Right. Because Red, like, when they attacked them in the house, they were doing their own thing. Yep. So can Red be like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and they made it, and they made it, and they made it very clear to explain that the tethered were also humans, right? Yeah. So what is there to say that, like, there, there's absolutely no, like, unless you're making identical twins, which is rare, right? There's absolutely no way. So let's just say, right? Adelaide and Winston Duke's character are fucking up top, right? And then the tethered ones are fucking on the bottom, and that's how they, they have their kid. There's absolutely no way to guarantee that that child is going to come out exactly the same as a child above. Because oh. we're humans, right? Like, they make a point of saying that yeah, they're I human see. beings. You know what right. I mean? Yes. Like, like, the odds of me fucking somebody and having but also, a kid... But even like, that, even the same child, or even her getting pregnant that night. Exactly. exactly you know? Exactly my point. Like, it, yeah. it, it, just, it just doesn't... Like, and then this all goes back to the whole... This didn't know what kind of movie it wanted to be. Like it, right. for, for me, it needed to. If it had just just focused on the family, right, um, and kept it and and focused more on some of those supernatural themes that you had in Get Out, it would have made so much more sense. Because one of the things that worked so well with Get Out, right, was that like you know you have this whole idea of transposing bodies, but it's like a little bit of sci-fi. You don't need, really need to explain it. Exactly. There's no more explanation needed. It's like, hey, this is what we do, and we figure out how to do it. Done. I'm not having any questions because it's it's contained. But there's right? a little bit of suspension of disbelief, and like obviously yeah. you can't transfer brains, but you get it for the moment. Right. But when but then when us is like, no, we're gonna try to give you a shit ton of exposition about it, and it don't make sense. I think it would have been much better if they were just like, if the tethered were like, oh, we were just locked down there, just chilling. Yeah. But we know everything that you've been through because like, think about it, like, oh, I've been like, let's let's say Adelaide is 30, so Red is like for the last 30 years. Or even Winston Duke's character, uh, Tether, is like, so the last 30 years, all we do is sit there and we see what you see and we get nothing. Yeah, exactly. And so we get to see, you get to bask in the sun and have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then like, and then she goes, listen, and when I have kids, like, they don't have to have sex. There's like, all of a sudden I'm pregnant and I'm forced to birth this child. You know what I mean? Without any help. And then it's like, and then, so then we just sit there and see kind of your life. Exactly. While we live in squalor. That would be like, no yeah. wonder they fucking went and got him. And that's what yeah. I was saying too. Like this, this, this biggest problem in this movie is that it didn't know what it wanted to be because it spent. Think about how much time he spends on the slasher element of this movie, well, which yeah, because, is visually wonderful. Yes, right? but yeah, but the whole point of like the second family that has Elizabeth Moss right. and, and the twins, and their the twins were fucking getting them, and like that was a good chunk of the movie. But like then you, again, you go back and like, so what was the point of that? Exactly, it served zero. Right. I mean, purpose. yes, they. They leave their house. They go to their friends to see what's going on. They realize their friends are dead. They fight the tethered, and then they move. And then they get in the car and leave again. Yeah. Like it, it didn't. You again, similar to how I say with Batman. Like like in Batman, I'm, I'm making a thing there. But like the new <laughs> Batman movie, loved Catwoman. You edit her out the movie. The movie literally doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Her character meant nothing. Yeah. Similar to this is like you literally can edit out the whole second family. The movie doesn't change. The movie does not change. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. 
I, I loved seeing Elizabeth Moss get fucking cut up because I can't stand her. Really? I cannot stand her. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I just, just something about She's her. She's so I, good in The Handmaid's Tale. Like she is good in The Handmaid's Tale. I think I think that's like from Mad Men. I, I think I, I think I have like some. Oh, I never seen some that. hangover from Mad Men that I just I fuck. It was so satisfying to watch her get her fucking throat slit. She's so <laughs> fucking annoying. And especially even more satisfying was watching Tim Heidecker get killed because <laughs> I will I can dude, I can't tell you how many times I've had arguments with people. About how Tim and Eric, that show, you've seen Tim and Eric, right? Yeah. About how Tim and Eric sucks. Yeah. Like, I think Tim and Eric is the most unfunny pile of shit ever. And I know so many people <laughs> that are like, oh, no, Tim and Eric is great. I'm like, no, it's not funny. There's, there is nothing to it. It's just stream of consciousness bullshit. I've watched that show sober. I've watched that show high as balls. I've watched that show drunk. It's not funny. There's no frame of mind to put me in a funny. That's how I feel about. Um... Someone tried to like, oh, they're really funny. Uh, Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning. They're like a you, they're YouTubers. Okay. And they just like do challenges and whatever. Yeah. And I like watched like two episodes. I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, like, exactly. And um, so, so watching Tim Heidegger get killed was satisfying. <laughs> so then you know we were talking, we talked about Get Out, but um, talk about themes now. So yes. I really think so. Again, doing some research, um, and Jordan Peele, what he said that tethered was was it was a comment on privilege. Right. Which I love, but it was done in not the way it, it just It was far too heavy handed. Yes. You know, and it just um yeah, it, it just it, it didn't work. Like again, you, you get it, you see it, it's there, but it just it had comes... potential to be a really amazing way to comment. Right. The one thing I did like, if we're talking the themes wise, was literally for me, like I didn't even get the privilege. I get it when he when I read it, I was like, oh okay. My big thing that I took away from the movie theme wise was nature versus nurture. Totally, because yeah. you had Adelaide and and then you know and Red, and then you know you they switched places, and so now you know the the original Red, whatever you want to call her, new Adelaide you know, comes up to the real world and she can't speak, and they're like, oh my god, she had such a horrible experience, and then how she was nurtured. And her parents just loved her through it. Yeah. And she became a ballet dancer and she learned to speak with, and, and obviously what the whole, you know, Lupita Nyong'o's character, the whole movie was a tethered and you didn't realize that. And obviously till the end. Right. And then you realize like her speech was fine and she was able to like live like the rest of people. And it's really interesting. Then it's like how Adelaide, the original Adelaide started and then she goes to the tethered side yep. and like what that looks like and how she organizes a revolution. Like, that was the theme I really liked about it, where it was like, yeah, she one was nurtured, one wasn't, and it's nature. And I really, like, you know, Adelaide had a little bit before she was swapped out as a kid. And yeah. what her nature eventually made her basically, like, organize all these people into a revolution, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I really loved that, the way the, the, the theme of that was, was very cool. Um, I get where he was going with it. And, like, again, if he had just, if it had just been contained it didn't even need to be contained just to the family even if it was just that town right the right. beach town they were in it still would have been better like once oh meaning broke, like oh everyone who comes from this town has a clone and right. that's it that's it like that would have made so much more sense and i and i the, my favorite part of the movie was the twist that she was the original yes which, that was the best part yeah of the movie. which to be honest like i could see coming like a mile away but it didn't take it away it didn't take anything away from me like it, it, it didn't detract from the twist even though like it was i was fairly certain throughout the entire movie that that's what was going to happen 
it didn't take anything away from me because it was still very well done. Because when you go back and think about it, there are these little bits where you see how um, how Adelaide, right? The only person she really kills, except for the one twin, is her own, you know, the yes. original person, right? She even almost seems to try to be like saving some of the other ones, like avoiding, because that was like her people, really, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, so it's like it's it's very cool. But the other thing again that I I struggled to sort of like like get behind was the fact that Adelaide's or, or like the 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 real Adelaide, the one that gets swapped out at the beginning when she comes up at the end. Um, She's got that horsey voice, right? As if she hasn't used her vocal cords in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Which I understand because the rest of them can't speak. But, like, you would think that if she was trying to organize this revolution, she would at least attempt to speak. Because they make it clear they can understand. Right. They can hear. So why wouldn't she just use her fucking voice? <laughs> even, though, even though they couldn't talk back to you, yeah. you could at least have them hear what you're trying to do. So that part was kind of like, again... When you really and, and that I'm way overthinking that yes, element yeah. of it. No, know? but I know like, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it, like I said, the themes were there. I think, I think he and it needed almost to be scaled back. Yeah, and I think it could have been really freaking cool. I agree. Yeah, this, this movie, I wrote my note. My main note was, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, because it could have been. For I think me, that, it could have been better than Get Out. But right. It, it I think that's a, that's the hard part. Like I'm a horror fanatic, and then so like when you watch movies and you're like, there was so much fucking potential. Like I still I don't even tell, I don't even remember what the movie was about, but I remember the name. I think Olivia Wilde was in it. It's many many moons ago, and it was called the Lazarus Effect or the Lazarus Project or something. A no known movie, but I remember yeah. watching it in theaters, and it ended, and I was again disappointed. I was like. The fucking story was right there and so much and to this day I still remember the feeling of like it had so much you know potential I don't even remember what it was about but I just remember it had potential to yep. piss me off that it was wasted yeah that, that, <laughs> that's how I feel about a lot of more modern horror movies that they go they try really hard to go for the for the shock you know, and the jump scares and things like that at the expense of a good story. Or it goes the way of Halloween ends and says, hey, let's give nothing that the fans want. I haven't just... seen it yet, but I've heard nothing but bad things. Oh, I, won't... Oh, I was about to say a bunch of shit, too. But, but I'm we'll, saying... We'll do. We'll but, do. Yeah, I will, but I'm just saying, similar to that, like, the... it was there. It yeah. was in front of you. And all the fans wanted was this. And he said, mm, but let's do that you'll instead. Have to, you'll have to come on because because our the, the first Halloween special of Cannon Fodder we did was on the Halloween universe. Um, but we have to sort of finish it now with the last two movies. So oh, you, kills. You gotta, yeah. You gotta come on the on when we do, when we do that in the next few months and, and have and sure. some, do some commentary on that too because I haven't watched the last one yet but um, I've, I've heard terrible things and I, I can't wait to watch it and I, I'm going to be very excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright, so let's talk about... Nope. Nope. That... <sighs> nope is so... This movie, I fucking it, hated this movie. This movie sucks so fucking bad. Really? Okay. I fucking hated everything about this movie. More than us? More than... Oh yeah, way more than us. I would, wa- I would watch us a thousand times over compared to this fucking piece of shit. I was so mad watching this movie. Wow. Yes. I mean, I didn't love it by any means. Um... Performances were great. I loved all the acting. Um, what? It, what? They're, these characters were the most. Kiki Palmer aside, these cat. Well, all right. Performances, fine. Yes, but they played their character. The but the characters were boring. These were the most. Oh, Daniel Kaluuya's Daniel's Kaluuya's character like was dude, very boring. The most they lifeless, tried, soulless character. They tried I've to ever do. Seen. They he tried to do the like. 
you know, worn down by life type of archetype. Oh, God, it was so bad. I fucking hated all I the love Kiki Palmer's character, though. And Angel was funny. I mean, her character was just comic relief. And I, like, so me, so Michael Wincott's character, I've always been a fan of his, of that actor. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors, like, of all time. His, his voice, just everything about him. And Keith David, too. I mean, Keith David, they killed instantly, you know, right? So it was right. kind of sad. But Michael Wincott's character, like... Wasted. His the actor was wasted in a useless fucking role. With Wait, his, which role was he? He was the cameraman. Oh, guy, I, that right? literally was one of my notes. I said yeah. the center photographer character was an odd choice. That's literally one of my notes. Yes, because I'm like, what was the fucking point of it? Thank you, thank you. What was the fucking point? Like, like he gets introduced. Like you see him kind of a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, but then he just like like he comes in midway. And then it turns into, like, he wants the shot of a lifetime, so he's going to give his life up. And I'm like, but him getting the shot of a lifetime, the camera goes with him. You didn't get the shot, bro. Right, because they make a point of talking about how it's not like a digital camera. He's right. hand-cranking right. this and motherfucker. Then, and then he's... The camera's gone. <laughs> right. And uh, Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And and it was... um The one thing I did, like, about it, just, again, overworking, is, like, the fact that they're like, oh, shit, it's an alien. And where most kind of alien movies are go, they're like, Oh, look, let's get a picture and make some fucking money off of this. Like, I was like, oh, I liked that because I felt a little more realistic because everyone's not going to be like, like a rival. Let's talk to it. They're like, yeah. no, let me get a fucking picture of that shit and make some money. Like, see, that I did, that was, again, I'm splitting here. No, 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 but, no, but, no, but see, but that's the hair that I want to extra split because that, oh, okay. that, that element of the story was my favorite part about it. Because again, going back to like the very first thing we talked about and like get out, right? Like, like that's how you would expect this to sort of shake out, right? You'd be like, hey, we can make a quick buck because these fucking right. Instead aliens, of being right, like, like right, not like, what is it, Close Encounters of the Third Time? Yeah. Third Kind, and the whole movie is just like, I just can't believe aliens right. exist. And that's two hours of that. Right. Where it's so, like, they were like, right, yeah, aliens are there, let's get a picture. I don't give a fuck. Any, outside but, see, of the that. Pro- but the problem is, though, is that nothing happens in this movie until 90 minutes into a two-hour movie. Yes. Literally nothing No, I, I agree. I remember being I remember being halfway through and I was like, I'm... And it was like upsetting because I'm like, I'm bored. I was so bored. I was so fucking bored. Like, I could not... Like, I, I, I literally had to watch the movie over a two-day span because getting... I, I got like maybe an hour and 20 in and I was like, I can't keep watching. Right. I'm literally. And then you're sitting asleep. there being like, because let me tell you, like, even though us has its issues, which we just talked about, I was at least engaged. I was engaged the entire time. And yep. same thing with Get Out. And I'm sitting there like, am I like? And I'm sitting there like, am I missing something? Is yeah. there like, the, is there a theme that I'm not getting? And then after kind of like reading some reviews and like like reading over like a very detailed plot synopsis, you're like, oh no, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, nothing's it was happening. just kind of character building, but then the characters weren't but they're not even enough to be built. Yeah. It, it, it reminded me like he was trying to, to do Tarantino, but failing at it. Because Tarantino is notorious for having long stretches of his movie where not oh. a whole lot happens. Oh, right. But like the Hateful Eight being three hours long. Right. Well, Hateful Eight's <laughs> an exception. Yeah. But like even like in Pulp Fiction, right? Like that whole scene, you know, where they're in, uh, where Jules and, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting fucking uh, John Travolta's character's name. But, but yeah, in, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they're, uh, um, where they're in the. Uh, uh, the apartment, you know, and the is you know, the Marcellus Wallace a bitch, right? That's like a twenty minute scene where not a whole lot happens, but the dialogue is was good, just right? Phenomenal. And if you listen to the dialogue, you can get some backstory. You get, you get exactly. Are you getting things. an idea of what the character is yes. like? So I feel like he was trying to do that, except nobody's 
fucking talking. Like the dude from the video store, not the video store, the uh, yeah, no, yeah. The Best Buy, yes. like whatever. Like he was just like he was just a fucking fly on the wall. He was such a right. useless And then it was character. like, and then half the way, I'm like, why is he still there? I know. Like, bro, like it was just. And then he just like wraps himself in a tarp and Bob Dreyer and like yeah. survives. Like I thought they were gonna make him comic relief or like something. Like he was just everybody was so lifeless and soulless and like and then yeah yeah speaking about surviving like why why the fuck did did daniel kaluuya's character survive like the, they make a whole point of him like you know he's saying goodbye like he's gonna sacrifice and he fucking survives like god yes. fucking damn it give me some there, there was no emotional <laughs> stakes in this movie I, I cared about nothing yes and the, then the character i cared about the most was the goddamn monkey <laughs> wait wait the, gordy oh perfect segue <laughs> it was okay so again during the movie I'm sitting like, what the... And I, I, as towards the end of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck was the point of this fucking chimpanzee <laughs> subplot? Which only, like, like it happens, and I'm like, oh, work. And I'm like, I'm like but what the fuck is the point? And then, like, did it... And then, like, and then you get, you know, um, his name's not Glenn. Oh, um, Steve Young. Steve Young's character. And, like, and it's like, oh, like, I was that kid. And then I get the... the- Again, going back to themes, of, like, the theme of, like, People making a dollar off of their trauma, right? And I, I, and mind you, I love that theme because that's very prevalent. Oh yeah. I mean, especially like it happened a lot during like COVID, where like nurses would go on TikTok and record themselves like crying and being like, "This job is so hard," and it is. I've worked through COVID, it sucked. Yeah. But I'm saying like, but I'm like, but wait a minute, like, and it was like, well, that's so hard. And you're like, when you would think about it, like that nurse went on the app hit record, waited for the tear to fall with the phone still in front of them, being like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then, like, said, okay, edit, and we're going to have this, and the music. And you're like, filter on. Yeah. Right, and you're like, oh. And you're like, bro, like, what the fuck is this? So, like, I like... <laughs> but I like the theme. Like, I understood the theme of, like, making a dollar off your trauma. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I like that. But it, again, re-edit the movie and take all the Gordy shit out. Movie doesn't change. Same fucking movie, yeah. Same fucking movie, dude. And it's I, not I, like you miss, like, oh wait, why does that character act that way? And it's like, oh, because this happened to them, like, because he was like, Steve Young's character was out, was it Jupe or whatever his name was? Yeah, yeah, Jupe. Um, yeah. like he was out half halfway through the movie, and you're like, yeah. but what was the point of his character? Yeah, dude, I I I would watch. I would I would have rather watched the two hour movie about goddamn Gordy and Jupe, and that like, that was much <laughs> more interesting. Then the bland fucking just everything else. Oh god, just I, I was I've never been I can't remember the last time I was that bored by a movie. Like yeah. usually when I don't like a movie, it's because it's got like really egregious plot holes, you know, or like really bad acting right. or effects. This didn't really have plot holes. No, no Because plot. there was no fucking plot. Thank you, thank you, yes. <laughs> like no plot holes. Like obviously the like the directing and the cinematography oh, was like the fine, cinematography you know, like, was beautiful, fucking great. Yeah. But when you think about the movie, it's like the dad died. So there's an alien that's in the clouds. Yeah, it threw up something. It hit the daddy. Died. Boo hoo. Then they're like, we got to take over the business. Okay, great. Nothing. 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 Oh wait, something's weird. Let's capture something. Oh, it's an alien. Oh, okay. Let's capture the alien. We get a picture. The movie's done. Yeah. Like that's literally right. It. And I do have to admit that the the first ten to fifteen minutes of the movie, I was like into it because that you know the opening scene, right? It's the 
aftermath of Gordy's massacre, right? You're like, right. Well, because then you think that's where the movie's going. You're like, right. what the fuck is going right. on? But even but even after they immediately shift gears from the crazy psycho killer monkey, right? That opening scene, like when you have Keith David getting killed by a nickel that falls from the sky going through his brain, you're like, okay, what is all this random shit for? It, 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 it starts with a question. You're like, what's happening? You hear that noise, right? And then right. he fucking dies. You're like, okay, like... Shit's falling from the sky. Like this is this is different. I'm into it. And then, like you said, yeah. Then the next ninety minutes, nothing fucking happens. <laughs> right. like, and all they had to do, it would have made so much more sense to be like, oh, M and OJ, their character, were in the audience when he started killing people. Right. And it would have made sense for like their characters of like she blocks it out and she covers everything with humor and he's still really fucked up, which is that's why he shut down. You're like, now I get where their characters are at least coming from. Yes. But like, all I got was like. M's the wild child that never had any responsibility. He had responsibilities. He's upset about it. That yeah, really. And and they're, and they're total character archetypes for sure. But there's no depth to them. They're just yeah set pieces. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so speak because we were talking about the alien. So um, the fucking alien was my favorite fucking part. That's what I wrote down. Oh, I, said, I said the I said the flying saucer was cool though. Like that yeah. was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> well, no, I, I also liked how I was like, ooh, flying saucer. And you're like, no, it's actually a being. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then the end when it transforms and the whole that was my favorite fucking part. It was, it was cool. gorgeous. And when I was looking up at it, because I can I did my like research, and they used a lot of sea creatures as like the and I was like, I can see it. And then why I, I, I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, of course. They used a lot of like some imagery from Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I was like, ah, there, that's the piece I was missing. Because I'm like, this looks so cool. And then when I read it and I was like, yes, now it makes sense. Because yep. like that imagery is like, I don't know if you ever watched Neon oh, no, Genesis. That's a great show, oh, yeah. yeah. Way ahead of its time. Like if it came out now, it would be very current. Anyway, oh, yeah. but I was like, so the alien was my best part. The way it transformed and the way it, you know, looked. But even then, like I just think I hated the ending where she's cranking the fucking thing and they get <laughs> they get one Polaroid and then he's like and OJ's like oh sis I'm back and I was like oh and it ends I'm like they did all of this for one Polaroid that looked <laughs> shitty, mind you. I know. That what fucking newspapers could be like? Oh, you didn't just edit that. In yeah, Photoshop. dude looked Photoshop. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, and I, I walk, and I think I think the problem that Jordan Peele now put himself in with "Well, Get Out" was great. Us again, divisive. They had very deep things, lots of themes. Yeah. And like, I walked away from that movie being like, I was kind of expecting and wanting something deeper. And I get like you know he you know he tried to comment on like the people making a dollar for their trauma that they went right. through, which is what the whole Gordy storyline was. But other than that, like deep the themes, like and I get there was like some themes of like the character of M and OJ, how they lived kind of the same, but they ended up in two very different places in life based on their choices. But I've seen I've seen themes like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't see, and I guess again he painted himself in a corner it's like I'm gonna present new themes you've never seen in movie one and two and then three comes and you're like I'm ready for it and it was like I'm just doing an, a different type of alien movie and you're like oh okay yeah. I, I, I was waiting for more like something different yeah no you can for, for me I think where he's he's starting to get he's starting to get into Shyamalan territory right because I think M. Night Shyamalan oh is, like how he started with his extensive was great and then like and then his movies are so wildly well not even just different in quality not even just that like so I, I think Shyamalan is a huge fucking hack okay um, I think he's I think he hasn't done anything good since well actually that's not true up until Split came out he hadn't done anything good since Unbreakable 
Um, Split was good. I mean, his good movies are literally Unbreakable, Split, The Village, Six Sense. See, I don't even like The Village. Um, but that, that's neither here. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what I'm, what, but I'm saying though, no, but he's episode. made way yes, more movies than that. 100%. And he has maybe three that yeah. they're like, yes. But and what, then he fucked up with glass. Yep. So there we go. But where, where I think, and again, I'm just, I'm going to put myself into his head here because this, this is how it feels to me that he makes his movies. Jordan is, you're talking about? No, Shyamalan. Oh, okay. But this is where I feel that Jordan Peele is starting to get going. He works his way backwards. I always feel that Shyamalan comes up with the twist first and, yeah, oh, and, and works his way backwards okay. from that. And I feel like Jordan Peele works his way back from here's the themes I want to talk about and then builds a story around those themes. Instead of just letting, writing the movie Instead and letting it come Instead of just letting it come naturally, right? And that's where I think that, that that's at least how it, pers- it seems to me because like you said, like the, the themes were like wildly apparent in Nope, but like we said, there's no fucking story. Like, if I wanted to just read a, watch a movie about... I would watch a fucking documentary. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, like, I want... There needs to be the story, or at the very least, there needs to be interesting characters. Well, and, and the really, And then the thing is, is, like, I think, you know, he is known as an innovator. Right. So I was looking for innovation, and the only innovation was the alien. The alien thing, yeah. If, if anything else was kind of like, I yeah. you know... I almost wish this movie was... I would have preferred this movie to be, like, a fucking comedy. Almost, because like you said that your, your your point about how it ends with just one stupid fucking Polaroid that like any any new oh like a little more like yeah you can make it like that he kills people but a little more comedy of like of being like we're, like we're just trying to like find the picture and it's like I got the picture and literally I had five minutes on and like they're at National Enquirer's like what do you think and they're like and even National Enquirer was like really what yeah. the shit get the fuck out of here like, you know like, imagine, I mean? <laughs> like imagine how funny of a scene it would be right like where, where they, at the, the big climax where instead of her doing that picture from the well right imagine how funny they could have made it where they set up all these like you know cameras right and they have the guy with the crank cam right and all of that breaks down because of like you know the the alien trying to kill people and the way they get the picture is like by the fucking um kodak uh, uh single use winding wheel camera <laughs> the like, insta stacks right like, they could have made like such a funny like it would have been better as just yeah. uh, it was just so i i was so i was texting my the guys in the rod tomatoes fantasy league as i was watching it i was like i am fucking angry about well, this think, movie well yeah and then, like in your in the comedy was there because kiki palmer was really funny yeah and you're like okay and then angel had his funny moments and then i want Point thought the cinematographer is funny, and then you guys know he's not meant to be a funny character. But I thought he was funny. Yeah, and you're like, no, they, they he was written to be serious, right? But it did not. No, yeah, it came across dumb serious to me because he had that, that that the first time when he shows up at their at the ranch or whatever he makes a, like the whole comment about his ex-girlfriend or whatever like you're like oh this guy's a sad sack of shit this fucking loser but then right. like oh like no he's supposed to be serious like i'm just so uh, yeah, just none of it worked yeah it was, it, it, i was i was so worked. sad because i was like because oh, i was like oh i definitely wanted i wanted to see what an alien movie look like from jordan peele through his lens which i was like oh that's gonna be cool and then i walk away just kind of like deflated. <laughs> so, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's just like the the whole the whole thing from from this movie. Just it was. So now, do you see because we made suggestions for us about yes. what they could. So, do you have maybe suggestions on what you think could have made this? get out level yeah totally it it needed to be so so aside from changing the entire movie into like a dark comedy right because that would have been my preference for this um really all 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 he needed to do was 
um, in my opinion, just get make the characters more interesting because you can tell a good story um, where nothing really happens until the final 30 minutes mm-hmm. if you have the characters be more interesting, which, again, you could have gotten to by, like you said, completely removing uh, Steve Young's subplot from the movie and right. taking that time to develop the characters in a more emotional way as you normally would with characters. If you just gave those characters some depth, like like the, you know... He or, never you went, know what would have been cool if, like, the two kids that survived the Gordy thing were M, OJ, and Jupe. Exactly. All three of them survived, and then it's like Jupe made a buck, M basically uses humor to cover everything, and OJ's exactly. depressed as shit because he saw people murdered. Or just imagine... And like, then they would have given them yeah. some zest. Or just imagine, like, you, you could have literally had... I, I was going back in the Tarantino thing, right? You could yeah. You could literally write, like, a 20-minute scene, like, almost one-third of the movie, or, like, one-quarter of the movie... Where you have um, like the three main characters having sort of like an existential debate about how they're going to approach the existence of aliens, where each person takes a different side. One person is like, "I'm in it for the buck. Let's get, let's photograph this. Let's get some evidence." The other one is like, you know, you know, more likely Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, right? Is like, "Well, this motherfucker killed Dad, you know, so we should try to do something else." Like, like you could have had a whole long scene, very Tarantino-esque, very dialogue-heavy, where they, and and, and keep with the themes, where they debate what they're going to do because they know that something is up and they debate how they're going to handle it. And that would be more realistic. Would have been much more realistic, you know? Instead, there's just fucking horses and tornadoes and monkeys and shit. I don't fucking know. God damn it. Jordan Peele do better. I didn't think the movie was, literally the movie could have been a half hour shorter to get to where we needed to go. Yeah, I would have been less pissed off if the movie was only 90 minutes that two hours. Not like the random TMZ person showing up. Oh God, I forgot. I wrote that here too. I wrote wrote TMZ guy. What the fuck? That was so (laughs) stupid. That was so fucking dumb. Again, Comedy, like it, it's like it's like he wanted to make a comedy. Yeah. The TMZ, and guy, I think that was his most expensive movie. I think that you yeah. gave him like a hundred million dollars to make that. Yeah, and the other two were made on like less than I think fifty million. Right, bucks. they had giant fucking space aliens. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh God, we'll do better next well, time, Jordan. Yeah, Neal. I was gonna say, does he? What's did he? I don't think he announced. The, I haven't seen any announcement of the next movie. Yeah, he I need th- to take a fucking break. Well, I think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, this one was very divisive. I think he needs to like go back to drawing board. I like the themes. I liked his take on kind of an alien movie. Yeah. Like I said, it didn't hit all the marks, but I'm interested to see what he does next. I would almost like to see what he does in a slasher movie. Can you imagine them doing a slasher movie, but with characters that have death and a killer that has depth, with maybe some moral ambiguity where you're like. I could almost understand why he's killing him. That would be... That's what he needs to do, right? Like, take take like a Michael Myers-type character, but just flesh him out a little bit more, right? You know? Right. Um, um, it makes sense, almost. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, Rob Zombie tried to do that. And it, like, not that it made sense, but, like, he, you know, the first half hour of his first movie is Mike as a kid. Oh, yeah, know? no, totally. Yeah, if, if, the, if the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween movie wasn't directed so horribly the story <laughs> the story is actually quite good yes I, I agree i love the whole first act of the movie as michael myers is a kid i absolutely loved yes. it yeah i thought it was great um anyway so uh that was uh i was very excited to, to talk about this, this, was, this was great. <laughs> um well uh we'll be back next time with uh black, black panther Pan- most likely that oh, comes yeah black out panther next week. is wait this week this week, technically, it's Sunday, yeah. So this this Friday, Black Panther comes out. Oh, and we're seeing it Thursday. Oh, with the BR? The we tickets? Yeah. Oh, I didn't... No, you didn't tell me about tickets. We got tickets. We're seeing it Thursday. Fuck it, I'm in, baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. 
Um, so we'll be back with an episode next week uh, on Black Panther for sure. Um, Which, you know, small movie. Not, small, yeah, I, small I don't think a lot movie. of people are going to see it, so it's going to be a very indie podcast. NBD. NBD. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fucking wait. Well, anyway, I'm Matt. I'm Will. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.